the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. It's Friday night. I know. I can taste it. Happy Friday night. It is Friday on tonight's Andrea K. Show. And it is getting hot, hot, hot in San Diego County this weekend, babies. It is, I think, 100 degrees in El... And I think it's in Campo. I mean, it's going to be about 100 degrees inland in San Diego County this weekend and upwards high 70s in the 80s along the coast. I tell you where it's not hot, babies. It wasn't hot last night (laughs) on that Jan 6 panel. We're going to give that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're, We're going to give. We're going to give that panel in their show last night the respect it deserves in a few moments. We've got that to talk about. Uh, we've also got to talk about the bad breaking news that was the, the t- I, I don't know if I should say the tanking, um, but the, the if, well, I'm going to say that the Dow looked like it pretty much tanked today. Well, at the same time that impl- inflation went way high on, uh, uh, on, all, on all inflation uh, um, parameters. Can't hear you. Hit that mic button, baby. I said, and now they're messing with my farmer, John. Oh, wait. wait, 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 No, this is not the time for that, baby. Next segment, we're going to get into... This is how hot he is. Speaking of hot... Not the weather. There's a heat wave going on in the studio over a condiment. (laughs) Skins is more upset tonight over something going on with a condiment or or a food product... Then he is over. Oh, that's how. That's it's how. It's touching me personally. And we got to get through this. Well, that. Well, it's also a reflection of the fact of how how bad this Jan sex January six show was, and how little it's gripping uh, skins and many other people when they're more uh, upset over a fruit food product in shortage. Um, 888-344-1170. Um, if you did watch it. I know that on the socials, some of you said, well, I watched it for a few minutes. I tried to give it, you know, my eyeballs just to kind of see the crazy that was going on. And, and I literally couldn't, I literally couldn't take it. I put on the socials today. Skins made me watch a few minutes of it last night. And I actually messed up the monitors turning the volume off because I could, I literally couldn't listen to it. And I thought today, what would I rather do? And I put this out on the socials and it's a question for you guys, 888 888- Three four four eleven seventy. I put out there, what would I rather do than watch this January 6th committee? And it occurred to me, I would rather get a pelvic exam from Edward Scissorhands than watch the January 6th committee because I literally felt like I was being shredded from within in just the few minutes that I was forced to endure Liz Cheney. Some of y'all's comments on my socials were absolutely hilarious 
And uh, one person said they'd rather drink the groundwater from San Fran Blank Show. (laughs) So 888-344-1170. But on a serious tip, if you watched it and you've got something you want to say about it, give us a call. 888-344-1170. Or in the next segment... We are going to get into some of the economic stuff that's going on because that's really what the American people care about. So we've got some interesting stuff to share with you there. And then, of course, rounding out this hour will be our Friday segment with Bob Walters on education. And next hour, speaking of economics and money, baby, we're going to give away our final family four pack to go to the San Diego County Fair. So we'll have details on that next hour. Okay. Um Skins, before I get into the one clip that we, we think kind of summarizes yeah. everything anybody needs to know on January 6th, do you want to say what you would rather do than watch any more of this January 6th? I'd rather I mean- clean the bathroom. <laughs> Most Oh, do- no, seriously, because yeah. when I clean the bathroom, Andrea, I got the rock music on. I'm having a good time. Watching this trial is not only not a good time, it's a waste of time. Yeah, yeah, it is. And let me tell you, we, we kind of, we have a clip to play for you guys that we think really kind of summarizes everything that you need to know. Here's the most important piece of evidence that you need to know related to January 6th. Skins, please play clip two. And in preface, they're going to give you seven days of what they feel is important information. We're going to sum it up in 10 seconds. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Mic drop. That's it. That's it. Right? Just like Bernie Sanders was never blamed and held responsible for a man who went and shot up and almost killed Steve Scalise on a schoolyard, President Trump is not responsible for anything anybody did, including the FBI agents that were there that are on uh, like a Ray Epps. You know what? See, now I'm starting to get into it. You know what? That That's all you needed to know. Trump is not responsible. He was exercising his First Amendment rights, and so were those that were there. And by the way, the breaking in and all that was happening had already started to occur while Trump was making that statement and while they began their peaceful march up to the Capitol. So, huh, if they're already doing it, and he says peacefully and patriotically, he's basically telling them to stop. Yeah. So, you know, that basically is all you need to know. The rest of this, supposedly there was 20 million views last night. I don't believe that. I think there was a lot of looky-loos that maybe tuned in and tuned out. I'm not believing 20 believe million that. people sat and watched that. Absolutely no. Um, when we know, and we're going to get into this in the next in the next break, we, some more of the details going on in the economy that has the de- – to the degree that I will tell you this, there are many Democrats today in the media saying – um, it's the economy, stupid. This was a stupid move on their part. And on top of it, even those Democrats who actually think that Trump did something wrong are saying today that for them to do it in the manner in which they've done, in which it is so obviously a phony without any integrity, it's such a one-sided hit job to the degree that it's even being produced by Hollywood, that even Democrats that actually think Trump should be held accountable are upset today because the way it's done is not only unwatchable, it's unwatchable because it is so lacking in any any obvious credibility that that it's not even giving the Democrats who want Trump to go down um, there it's it's dead in the water before it starts but let's I move think on it gives them it actually makes them look bad yeah so in fact I want to move off from it because we already played all you needed to know about this January 6th thing so what do you really need to know to know a day today on top of everything we listed last night 
that they should be talking about in the hearing, but they're not. One of the things that we mentioned was voter fraud. This is all about trying to deny even some of the people on that committee had actually tried to exercise the same constitutional rights to have the electors not counted as what Trump was asking of, of people to do. Um, there, This is all about, not just about trying to stop Trump from being reelected. I'm so tired of hearing conservatives and Trump supporters say that. This is about denying you. This is about covering. Ultimately, it's about covering up an election fraud that took place. The theft of an election. The whole covering up the theft of an election and criminalizing anybody who questions the outcome of it. And we continue to hear shame on the Republicans for not pointing out because we continue to hear that there was no election fraud. This was the safest and, and most fair election in the history. There's no such thing as any election fraud going out there. And guess what story we have today to bring to you guys? A former Democrat congressman who was expelled from the House of Representatives in 1980, and this is from The Federalist, who was expelled from the House in 1980 after getting caught taking bribes and what turned out to be an FBI sting, pleaded guilty to multiple election fraud charges this week. After the Department of Justice charged him with bribery, falsifying voting records, stuffing ballot boxes, and more election crimes. Where? In the state of Pennsylvania, where we just had some sketchy crap go down with McCormick and Dr. Oz. According to U.S. Attorney Jennifer Williams, 79-year-old Michael Ozzie Myers admitted to bribing Philadelphia election judge Dominic J. DeMuro, who already pleaded guilty in 20, uh, 2020, Uh, During the 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, and 2018 state state elections for $300 to $5,000 per election and then telling him to lie about falsely inflated votes. So this guy Myers was bribing this judge. With 300 everything everywhere from 300 to 500 thousand dollars per election and telling him to lie about falsely inflating votes. And this went on in 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18 uh, state elections. Demuro, who was, quote, responsible, this judge, who was responsible for overseeing the entire election process and all voter activities of his division in accord with federal and state election laws, then manipulated the voting machines in his respective ward and division in a way that satisfied Meyer's desire to, quote, illegally add votes for certain candidates of their mutual political party i.e. the Democrats, in primary elections, especially for those clients who paid him, quote, consulting fees. It goes on. Some of these candidates were individuals running for judicial office whose campaigns had hired Myers. So those candidates who hired him, um, although we don't know what they knew in terms of bribing the judge, others were candidates for various federal, state, and local elective offices. What federal offices? Did this go on in the 2016 presidential election? Did this go on? In November of 2020, this is Pennsylvania, one of the five contested states. What congressional races went on here? Myers pulled the same stunt with another South Philadelphia election judge named Marie Barron, who also pleaded guilty in 2021 to her role in the fraud. Um, Myers acknowledged in court that on almost every election day, Myers transported this Judge Barron to the polling station to open the polls. And during the drive to the polling station, Myers would advise the judge which candidates he was supporting so that Barron knew which candidates should be receiving fraudulent votes. 
and inside the polling place. And while the polls were open, Judge Barron would advise actual in-person voters to support Myers candidates and also cast fraudulent votes in support of Myers preferred candidates on behalf of voters she knew would not would not or did not physically appear in the polls. And they and this pair also used cell phone communications to notate in real time how many votes they faked versus how many were real. And if actual voter turnout was high, Judge Barron would add few, would add fewer fraudulent votes in support of Myers' preferred candidates. And from time to time, Myers would instruct Barron to shift her efforts from one of his preferred candidates to another. So this was multiple candidates, multiple election years, federal, state, local. Specifically, Myers would instruct Barron to throw support behind another candidate during election day if he concluded that his first choice was comfortably ahead. Wrapping up this article. Uh, Much like Judge DeMuro, Judge Barron then falsified the polling books, quote, by recording the names, party affiliation and order of appearances for voters who had not physically appeared at the polling station to cast his or her ballot in the election and then balanced the list with the ballots with the ballots recorded by the voting machines before certifying the tainted results. So then so she's got these polling records there. She's manipulating the votes, saying that people showed up when they didn't. And then she's matching what her records are with the machines. So this is why it, you think about this practice of what's going on. You think that, that this Myers and these two judges were the only people doing this kind of practice? Were manipulating, were, were cooking up deals to cook the books in polling stations and then matching them and in real time calculating how many fraudulent votes they needed. And in, in the end, as they were falsifying the books, they matched it to the machines. Is that what was going on in Georgia when, when uh, people were shut out and they w- wheeled in suitcases? That's why, that's why recounts don't solve this problem, right? Myers' guilty plea uh, adds to the long list of systemic voting issues and election violations already plaguing Pennsylvania, where voters recently waited um, weeks to hear the results of the U.S. Senate Republican primary, which to me, it, this completely calls in question every election result that's gone on. In Pennsylvania, and there needs to be a full audit. Audit. By the, this is another reason why we need to get rid of these voting machines. It's another reason why polls need to be need to be cleaned up, and it's another reason why people. If you're if there's going to be people noted that came and voted in person, there needs to be with ID, and that the ID is scanned, so that it shows, or maybe even have facial recognition that the ID is somehow scanned to match, so that we don't have this kind of crap going on. This is the real story. They don't want you to talk about, right? Yeah. We're going to take a break. What else did they not want you to talk about tonight? The Democrats, including Liz Cheney and others. The dire, dismal inflation news and the gas prices. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show on the way. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. How many of you are scared right now and have been scared to open up your 401ks, any any other retirement accounts you've got? How many of y'all, I, I see a show of hands in there in the, in the radio booth. Yeah, I've been thinking about doing it for a few weeks now, and I just oh. can't bring myself to do it, but I have to. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Do you have, is it going to change anything if you do it? 
I don't Not know really. if what it might change if well that's why I started bringing the financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff um on the show because if you have any fears and you don't know really what you should be doing with your money I would be on the phone with Dave Elhoff from you know from my financial thought doctor and get his get his opinion on what to do the Dow was down today 888-344-1170 if you've got any thoughts on um, on the the Dow right now, you know, it's down more than 800 points today. This is at the same time where inflation is now officially at over 8%. And, and, and by official, there's also elements that they don't include in these inflation numbers. That So I think it's actually higher than that, right? There's so many – to say it's over 8%, I don't think reflects even what's really going on in, in the grocery store. When I see <laughs> – when I see a bag of my little individual Dove chocolates, my eight point what one six ounce bag that was for eight ounces that I think was four dollars and sixty nine cents back a couple of years ago, and now that's um and now it's almost ten dollars a bag. Is that eight percent? I'm no mathematician, and it depends on what store I go into. Um, I'm not talking Walmart, but just like a regular grocery store. It's now like over $9 in some places for that. Same. That's not 8% to me. If my if my healthy harvest bread that it was four ninety nine a loaf for a big loaf like this, and now it's $5 and something and it's half the loaf. Sounds is that like 100%. Is that, yeah, is that 8%? Now, the Biden administration has come out and trying to tell y'all, I think somebody issued a statement today. That oh oh come on now gas prices have only gone up a dollar have gone up uh, uh have only gone up a dollar seventy they're trying to continue to blame Putin for the gas prices and they're trying to say that they've gone up um only as a result of Putin and and that they've gone up a dollar and and it reflects a dollar seventy percent increase uh no we were at three dollars and fifty cents a gallon when Trump left office. And we're now at six fifty a gallon. That's a three dollar a gallon increase. And we were reporting here on the show, as other uh, shows were, back in March and April and May, the gas prices were skyrocketing. They may have gone up a dollar seventy as a result of Putin, but the, all the rest of it was joy. And even it's in even still, it's still a result of Putin. I mean, a result of Biden, not Putin, because I don't believe that Putin would be in there. But for the fact that Joe Biden encouraged him after uh, stopping the Keystone Pipeline and removing sanctions on Russia and then saying nonsense like, well, of course, Putin's got to go in there. What else is he going to do? So there's a variety of of ways. Every bit of it is 100 percent Biden. When I say the dollar 70 for Putin is since Putin went in that time frame since Putin invaded. Yeah, dollar seventy is within that time frame, but it's a hundred percent due to due to Joe Biden and his policies. And the Democrats are freaking out about it. I said before the last break, I said, look, these Democrats are upset about this January sixth panel because they know this ain't where it's at for the American people. In fact, here's an interesting clip from MSNBC. Some guy named Willie Geist. I don't even know who this dude is, but I thought what he had to say here was pretty right on. And skins, I believe it's clip three. Right now. Brian, it's true, of course, that Russia's war in Ukraine is impacting oil prices. Yes, but I promise you the landscaper two days ago I talked to at the gas pump who was trying to fill up two cans and backpack blowers and mowers in his truck was not going, damn you, Putin. So what do you say to him? What do you say to families who can't afford all their groceries right now? 
Well, absolutely. It's hitting families hard, and we get that. Uh, we really get that. That's uh, that's point number one. Uh, point number two, uh, it doesn't make people any feel be- feel any better, but it is important in diagnosing uh, the problem here. And the problem is that the price of gas at the pump is now up about $1.70 since Putin began amassing troops at the border. Oh, that's that's the fool who said it was it was up a dollar seventy for Putin, but it's still up three bucks compared to what it was. So yeah, he's right on the time frame. But if we can properly diagnose, we can properly diagnose that the problem is Joe Biden, and not just because he's mentally completely gone. As the best of Joe Biden that they were able to edit together, we played last night. Dude, uh, on Jimmy Kimmel, it was an absolute complete embarrassment. And let me tell you, if we're still laughing today about him on Kimmel, think about all the world leaders like Putin. Putin would not be in Ukraine right now if Donald J. Trump was in the in no the Oval way. Office. How many other bad guys, how many other bad things are going to kill us and uh, hit us, kill, kill our economy and going to hit us because we've got this fool in the Oval Office. But he did have one good point that he had to say, Biden did, that was scripted for him, of course. He still stumbled in his delivery and still shows how weak he is, which is frightening to have this person as the commander in chief and what's supposed to be the leader of the free world speaking uh, in, in front of the world. But uh, he did say this, and I will, and you're going to hear this and think, why is, why is AK agreeing to this? Well, let me explain. Uh, Sien's clip one. I've worked with a lot of honorable Republicans, very conservative Republicans over the year when I was a senator. But this is the MAGA gang. This is the MAGA crowd. I really mean it. They have a fundamentally different view of the role of government and who should pay what. We do. The MAGA crowd does have a very different view of the role of government and who should pay for what compared to the establishment Republicans. And that's kind of the point. Trump, when Trump came down those escalators, it was because we had an establishment Republican Party that had become part of the uniparty system with the Democrats and in thinking and moving to a, a, a mindset and not even just a mindset, but policy positions that had the role of government being in control of our lives with a centralized system of power, um, with not only with control over our lives, but policies economic that reflected that economically. And um, and, and it, it, for example, when the Republican Party was given control of both houses of Congress in 2014, with Democrats and independents joining the Republicans. It was because the Republicans have been saying after the Tea Party gave them control of the House in 2010, the Republicans have been saying, we can't we can't get rid of this Obamacare. We can't get rid of Obamacare. We can't seal the border. We can't do anything with this because, you know, um, you know, we don't have the House of Representatives. So the Republican Party was given the House of Representatives in 2010, thanks to the Tea Party. Then the excuse was, well, we don't have the Senate. Right. We know what happened in 2012. Romney. Thanks to that as the establishment. So then in 2014, African-Americans started peeling off for the Democrats and gave the, the control of both houses of Congress to the Republican Party. And then their excuse was, uh, and why did they do that in 2014? Two main reasons. The effects of Obamacare were taking root. The open border was um, uh, taking jobs away from the African-Americans and, and for a variety of reasons, the American population, first of all, we don't want an open border society, but also because of the economic conditions of it. And it's the role of the U.S. government. He wants to talk about the U.S. government. It was the role of the U.S. government. Number one role is to protect us and to protect our borders. And what was the Republican Party doing with Paul Ryan and all the rest of them and Lindsey Graham? They weren't sealing our border. 
They didn't do anything to stop Obamacare. But anyway, they were given both house, control of both houses of Congress in 2014. Then the excuse was that they couldn't repeal and replace Obamacare and couldn't seal the border because they, we still had a Democrat in the White House. So then what did the American people decide? They decided they, they didn't trust the Republican Party anymore. They could see that the, the establishment Republican Party that Joe Biden talks about, the John McCain wing of the, the establishment party, they had, were in line with the Democrats that the role of the United States government was about big spending, big taxation, bringing all these refugees into this country at the, at the ex- expense of American taxpayers. They weren't doing anything to stop the rise of Islamic terrorism at the time. The role of the government, they weren't no real attempt to do anything to stop Obamacare. But the Amer- so the American people thought we got to bring in an outsider. We got to bring in an outsider. When Trump came down those escalators, he said, for, build the wall. It was also clear to the American people that both parties were part of this two-tier justice system. At that point, when people were chanting, uh, lock her up, it wasn't just about Hillary Clinton. It was about the fact that it was obvious that we had two sets of laws, one for the peasants and one for the elites in D.C., particularly the Democrat elites. It was about what was MAGA about? It was about getting us back to what our country was founded on, individual liberty, individual responsibility, and an economic system that wasn't racking up trillions of dollars in debt and sending our young boys and women over there to fight wars with no defined mission of what a win was, with rules of engagement that were leaving them as sitting ducks. So yeah, MAGA is very different from the establishment Republican Party. And what you see going on with this January 6th is a uniparty situation that's trying to to get rid of 75 million MAGA voters. We're going to take a break. We come back. It's Friday, so that means we got to bring in our buddy Bob Walters. And we know Bob is part of MAGA because Bob's trying to restore our schools back to what they were supposed to be about in America. And that's teaching the three R's, not teaching CRT, not teaching how to trans and take some puberty blockers. We're going to hear the latest from Bob when we come back. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer, San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I think last week when we were all excited about Top Gun Maverick, I hadn't seen it yet. I still haven't seen it. Can't wait to see it this weekend. I've seen it twice. Time number three this weekend, baby. Well, you better come up with a call sign for you. I think I've got a call sign. We were talking to uh, our buddy Bob Walters last week. He's like our Top Gun here on our show. He's like our OG and I think we finally we were we were pondering a good call sign. You know, we what would be a call sign for Bob Walters? And I think we've got it, Bob Walters. You are call sign Don Quixote, aren't you? Don Quixote chasing the impossible dream. <laughs> well, we can't say it's completely in- impossible to get our schools back, right? No, hopefully not. What you got for us this week? We got some good news. Yeah, I got some good news and, and other news. Well, we'll start with the good stuff. Okay. Louisiana became the 22nd state to ban male transgenders from competing with girls in sports events. Awesome. What number, what number did you say that was? How many states do we have now? 22nd state. 22nd state. Awesome. Okay, not quite half, but, you know, well, yeah. Yeah, half. All right. All right. Now more than 700 books, before it was 400, have been banned from school libraries in Texas. That's amazing. It's because they were pornographic or non-suitable for young kids. Pennsylvania 
banned 456 books, and Florida, 204. Guess how many books California banned? Um, Wow. None at all. Do we have a lot of reports as to, like other states, as to what what are in the libraries in our schools here in California? I know we've had a lot of videos come out of school board meetings across the country where parents have been reading from the books and that's kind of let people know what what was going on in the libraries but i don't think i even really know i mean we can assume given what was pulled in texas and florida and beyond what's in our libraries here but i wish we had somebody telling us what was in these libraries do you know i don't know that I, i know i can i have a list of the 700 books that texas got rid of but i don't know which of those you know, we have in the school libraries in the schools districts around California. I don't quite know how to get it. I've written two school districts, and they they declined to respond. Well, I think I think if if we know California, and you were beginning to report years ago, back before anybody was about the sex edu- education that was going on with pre K and all of that, with with the pornography going on, I think it's safe to assume that probably every book that was pulled from Texas is in a library here in California. I'm afraid so. Yeah, I can get I can get the full list, and you can you can put it on your web page for your readers to get get a copy of uh, or check their local libraries at their kids' schools. Oh, that's a good idea. I can do that. Okay, yep. good. All right, then you got the Texas Supreme Court has ruled that the state can investigate parents of transgender kids. There's two reasons. First, they wanted to check to see if they were giving them uh, sex blockers, which they're not supposed to do for any juvenile. And also to make sure they are aware that the kid is talking and being transgender in the classes because the teachers are forbidden to tell the parents what's going on. So, so how? They, so if? So I wonder how they're going to do that because if the teachers aren't telling the parents, I mean, I guess the parent parents could say they don't need any evidence; they just want to know what's going on with their kid in the school, right? I mean, how, how does how does if if the teachers are forbidden to tell anybody, and the parents don't know the kids are talking and acting in a way in the schools, do, can any can any parent, in other words, just decide they want to investigate what's going on with their kid? Well, that's pretty hard in some of these states, including Texas. Okay, um, I think the main the main rule is by checking with now that this state officials can talk to the parents of of what looks to be transgender kids, they can get to the bottom of what is the reality of the life of that transgender kid, what's making it, are the parents aware of it, that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Good. The first school in Georgia has now armed all its teachers and trained them in gun safety. What? That's awesome. Where is this? And where in Georgia? Do you have a town? Yeah, it's a town outside of Atlanta. Wow. Okay. Um, I got family in a town outside Atlanta. I'm hoping that's where my family got kids. I love that. Um, wow. Um, nobody. I have not heard this story anywhere. Do you have any further details about how this happened? Yeah, I could fish it out of this huge pile of notes I've got here with me. You don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. I just think it's it's great that. Um, I, I guess the only thing I was curious was were um, was this you know, initiated by teachers or was it initiated by somebody else? Whoever initiated this, uh, it dispels the myth that teachers do not want across this country to be armed. Yeah. Well, I know it was initiated by the uh, superintendent of schools, but the teachers joined in it voluntarily. There was no resistance. 
Wow. Well, see, that's what I needed to know. And that is encouraging. And and one of the reasons probably why nobody at all is talking about this story anywhere in the legacy media is because they don't want anybody to 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 believe that there are teachers out there. There there these school boards, these school unions are trying to send the message across the country through their spokespeople in MSNBC and CNN and even Fox News um, that that's dangerous. Hardening of schools is wrong because they want to push gun control. So this is a really important story. Name of the school district in the city, and I'll email it to you so you have it for your records. Thank you, hon. All right, then you got uh, an interesting group. A, a guy named Joe DiMartino st- started Dissident Project. I didn't know what that meant, so I checked into it. Okay. It recruits immigrants from socialist countries to visit schools around the nation and speak on the danger of socialism to our country. The project was inspired by Florida legislation recognizing a statewide Victims of Communism Day, which requires all schools to teach students the evil of communism every week. I love that. I know. These students, they've recruited 290 so far, and they come from North Korea, Cuba, Venezuela, and Hong Kong. Man, if we could get that happening nationwide. Yeah, they're working on it. What impact could that have to counter all this crap that's going on? In our schools. I mean, I think of I'm flashing now in everything you've been reporting for years and connecting the dots from the cultural Marxist stuff of transing kids to um, all the reports you've done about, uh, you know, curriculum in the schoolrooms that is straight, straight up socialist. Like there was one time you reported about, uh, you know, a curriculum, a, a class, you know, um, assignment that had to do with fast food and you know it's and it's telling kids that the manager makes a hundred thousand dollars but he doesn't really do anything the owner takes all the profits and he doesn't do anything it's the workers who are you know um, making the business successful and they don't get anything I mean it was straight out of the communist manifesto that's true <laughs> yeah and so this is just so important so um this is happening in Florida, 290 volunteers. Is yep. this, this is a nonprofit organization? Tell me about the organization behind this. Well, Dissident Project is the name, and you can look on the webpage, your listeners can, and they're, they're approaching the schools around the country to get permission to bring in one of these immigrant students to come and speak to the class about socialism. I think we need to I'm going to I'm going to reach out to them and see how we can get them maybe to come out here, uh, maybe get them, you know, get them on the phone with us and maybe we can somehow connect them. Um, I you know what I'm flashing on? I actually know somebody who's on the school board in Coronado. I'm going to reach out to Esther Valdez. She's an immigration attorney, I know, and a conservative, and she's actually a school board member on on Coronado. I'm going to reach out to her. Great report, Bob. Thank you. Okay. Couple of college crazies. John Hopkins University now has 34% of the freshman class are blacks, plus a large number of Hispanics, Asians. But ironically, for the whites, the number is only 14% at John Hopkins University this year. Hmm. Interesting. It's- well, it's interesting because that's odd. And, you know, it, it, without knowing the admissions packages and kids' M- MCAT scores or anything else, it just seems odd, and it makes me wonder if you're about to tell me anything related to how they minimized or downgraded the requirements for admission. Well, I'm checking further on it to find out the bottom. Uh, also, at Stanford, the number of whites 
uh, in the freshman class has dropped to 23%. So it's, <laughs> I don't know how widespread this is across the country, but it's a uh, a little alarming to see that that trend is going so strong. I'll find out more about it. Yeah, I mean, I do remember a report recently that medical schools were going to be required to teach CRT in the classroom, which has nothing to do with, you know, biology or, you know, um, how the, you know, our innards or our skeleton um, and that they were going to be changing their admission policies. So, um, you know, back when I used to help train med students, um, you know, at, at UCSD, I will tell you that the whites were in the minority, um, but it was because there were so many Asian students that were just so brilliant and just knocked it out of the park. So it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean anything, you know, sketchy is going on with Johns Hopkins. But, you know, we do know that, that everything is being politicized, particularly yeah. admissions. You've been reporting for years on how the crazy admission stuff's going on. Hey, let's take a break. Speaking of crazy, we're going to take a break. We come back. We've got more with Bob Walters on uh, all the college crazies and beyond. And then next hour, stay tuned, because we're going to be giving away our our final family four-pack tickets to the San Diego County Fair. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show on the way. This is uh, the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrapping up hour one of tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday. That means continuing on with Bob Walters. Call sign Don Quixote. Chasing the impossible dream. Although there is, there has been success, Bob Walters, in the school arena as well as in the push against kid because kids. Because one of the things you've started doing, I've noticed, which is wonderful, is not just reporting on what what's actually happening in the classrooms, but things like what's happening across the country in the courts and every other way involving um, the assault on kids in terms of trans and other ways. And so, appreciate so so much all the efforts you make for kids. So continue us on with your college crazies. Okay. I've got one more. Princeton professor of jurisprudence, Richard George McCormick, said that transgenderism is not scientific but superstitious belief. Weird. I tend to agree with that. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure what he means by superstitious belief. I mean, isn't superstition meaning you don't want a black cat to walk in front of your, your ladder? Well, it means that there's no reality to the fact that. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. A woman can be. <laughs> yeah. You know, born a man or a man can have babies. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's, well, yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, it's it's um, it's not rooted in science. It's not rooted. It is it is a mental condition. It yeah. Is. And John Hopkins, psychiatrists call transgenderism a, quote, mental disorder. So. There it, you are. It is a mental disorder, and I don't. So I don't believe in mocking anybody with it. Um, I think it, it, you know it has to do with you know. I I just want number one, stay away from kids. Um, allow them to develop into who they are. Um, and once somebody becomes an adult, if they if they are still struggling with it or whatever, and they just you know have to live their life a certain way, you know, as adults, we all have the freedom of choice. But that also extends to me. And I do not have to participate in your mental illness by using whatever pronouns you demand that I use. And work. An employer shouldn't be forced to hire somebody under this diversity, equity, inclusion business. And then people being 
fired if they don't use program pronouns. I mean, it, that's it's just off the rails with it. And so it's time for us to get some sanity back into America and us not being bullied, Bob, by this these these minority groups that are trying to normalize something that's a mental health issue. Well, I got some bad news about what's coming in California. Uh-oh. Lay it on me, brother. I just finished reading the 562-page report on reparations, the committee that was appointed by the governor to see how to make things right for the blacks in return for what they say is 150 years of abuse in this state. Well, there's, there's a, you're right. It's a lot of pages. I hadn't made it through it yet. What's specifically related to schools well, are we saying? I'm going to give some to you. Well, okay. They're, they're going to plant several thousand trees in black neighborhoods to make it <laughs> cleaner air. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, if that's ever been burned or vandalized, they'll reimburse the owner to the full value that it was when it happened, even if it was years ago. And free scholarships will be given to all blacks effective when the law becomes uh, in, in place by the end of the year. So anybody who's considered black, which, by the way, I don't know how you necessarily, you know, if you look at Meghan Markle and, and what's his face as kids, I mean, you know, um, they look lighter skin than me and, and skin. So I don't know how they're going to designate this. But anybody that's considered a person of color, I guess, or, or not a person of color, black, um, gets a scholarship. Yeah. I mean, even if they're from uh, Haiti and, and other countries around. 30% of the blacks in this state are from other countries. Yeah, so. they're, they're not even African-American and they have no connection at all to slavery in America. This is flat out discrimination and it's about buying votes and as well as, um, in, it, you know, um, furthering this cultural Marxist nonsense. Because if they're going to black people and saying, look, we got to give you college education uh, to make up for what happened in the past. You know, it, it furthers this nonsense that America's evil and it's got to be destroyed and rebuilt according to their communist schemes. I agree. And then they're going anyway, to go to schools. Then they're going to, excuse me, let me follow up. Then they're going to go to schools that don't teach them anything. Yeah. Well, then they're going to encourage transfers for black students to go to any school in surrounding districts, not just their own district, so they can attend schools that become majority black. So they get school choice in order to affect the, you know, um, the percentages in a school, but other kids don't get choice. Correct. Gotcha. Okay, anyway, we got about it. We got it. Excuse me for interrupting. We got a minute left. But if you don't finish everything on your reparations list, add it to next week. Okay. All right. And people can get a copy of it if they want to reach into Breitbart, B-R-E-I-T-B-A-R-T. It's on their webpage. Okay. And uh, the only other, I've got other points, but I'll cover them tomorrow or next week. Uh, we the kids, I, I encourage you, your listeners to get into it. You, we the kids us, great programs for your kids to get get them in the right direction, despite what the public school is teaching them. And they now have ability and encourage people if you're getting rid of an old dead car, donate it to them. And their charity will give you the full value of it for tax write-off, but they get some of the proceeds for the uh, the remnants of the car. It's wethekids.us, and they also have merchandise. I'm wearing the T-shirt right now. I'm going to post this on social so everybody can go- know where to go to get this super adorable T-shirt like I've got right now and also the hat that I've been wearing. Thank you, Bob Walters. Call You're sign welcome. Don Quixote. All right, y'all stay tuned for another hour of Andrea K. Show and how you can get free tickets to the San Diego County Fair. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.